everybody, Wannabe Reviewer, and welcome back to the Wannabe Podcast, episode 66. Now, before we begin this week's podcast, really quickly, I want to remind anybody listening that there's currently a giveaway going on on my YouTube channel, where basically, uh, I want to say there's about a week left of the contest, but I am giving away a free code for Cuphead for the Nintendo Switch, and it's really simple. If you want to get your hands on the code, all you gotta do is subscribe to me on YouTube, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitch, and if you do each of those things, you know, each of them gets you an entry, so you can get up to three entries. So once you get your entries, you know, when the time is up, I will look at all the names, you know, throw them into some sort of a hat or something, pull them out, and then I'll announce the winner. So yeah, guys, I mean, there's about a week left. Like I said, super simple. All you got to do is follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitch, and subscribe to me on YouTube. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, I would say, you know, try to hurry. That way you can try to take part in this contest. And for anyone who's already taking part in the contest, anyone who's already feeling pretty confident, you know, about their chances of winning or whatever, anyone who's already aware of this, I would just ask, if you can, please try to tell a friend about this contest, you know? Anyone who you think would enjoy a free copy of a game, anyone who you think might enjoy my content, you know, I do like reviews, all sorts of stuff like that, let them know. And that way they can join the contest too. Cause the whole point is, you know, I kind of want to build the subscriber base up. I was hoping to get some new subscribers. And so far I haven't really had anybody new show up to the giveaway. So I'm still hoping, you know, fingers crossed, I get some new people. So guys, if you're listening to this, tell a friend, try to get more people involved. I'd really appreciate it. So, you know, there you go. Thank you. Uh, with that out of the way, guys, you know, going over to my week, as always, I will start with anime, but I will admit that this week I didn't do much. Um, you know, first of all, I got really busy with work, you know, work stuff. Second of all, I finally, you know, stepped up and I had been wanting to archive a lot of my, you know, podcasts and footage and stuff that I have saved on my computer. Uh, basically, the hard drive is starting to fill up. And so I finally set forward to archive a lot of that stuff so I can, you know, like free space on my computer. So I was busy doing some of that. And yeah, so I gotta admit, I didn't have too much of a week, but you know, there's still some stuff worth mentioning, I guess. Uh, for instance, you know, I had promised I would try to watch some new anime. And sure enough, I found this weird anime that it's an interesting one. Uh, it's basically called, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Doro Hedoro. And it is this weird anime that is categorized as an action, comedy, horror, fantasy. And sure enough, man, like it really does touch upon each of those genres. Like it, it's a very hard anime to describe because it's just very surreal and like psychedelic and it just mixes so many things together but uh, i'm gonna try to read the synopsis that's on my anime list now hopefully that kind of gives you guys an idea of what it's about a little bit so it says so it says whole a dark decrepit and disorderly district where the strong prey on the weak and death is an orderly occurrence is all but befitting of the name given to it a realm separated from law and ethics it is a testing ground to the magic users who dominate it as a race occupying the highest rungs of their society, the magic users think of the denizens of the whole as no more than insects. Murdered, mutilated, and made experiments without a second thought, the powerless whole dwellers litter the halls of Hole's hospital on a daily basis. 
And on the second paragraph, possessing free access to and from the cesspool and with little challenge to their authority, the magic users appear indomitable to most aside for a few. Kaiman, more reptile than man, is one such individual. He hunts them on a heedless quest for answers with only a trusted pair of bayonets and his immunity to magic. Cursed by his appearance and tormented by nightmares, magic users are his only clue to restoring his life to normal. With his biggest obstacle being his stomach, his female companion, Nikaido, I think that's how you say her name, who runs the restaurant Hungry Bug, is his greatest ally. So yeah, it is just this really weird show where they don't explain much. You kind of have to like unpack it as you go. But basically, yeah, it's this weird show where there's a, at, least, at least two realms. One is, you know, whole, where it's like this really decrepit city. It looks like slums. Everyone's really poor. There's a lot of violence, that sort of thing. And then there's like another realm, I guess, where magic users come from. And I guess the magic users, they use whole as like their training ground to like experiment on other creatures and use their magic on them and torture them and stuff. And yeah, our protagonist is this lizard-headed guy called... Kaimon, you know, kind of like a Kaimon, which is like a sort of like lizard or whatever. And yeah, he's basically like he doesn't know anything about his past. He doesn't know why his head is like a lizard person. And so he's trying to like hunt all these like magic users who he's immune against. He's trying to hunt them down to kind of see like what his past is and how he ended up in a hole and why he has like this lizard head. And so basically the episodes are just like these super weird, ultra violent, you know, adventures of Kaiman and his, you know, his his companion, uh, this girl named Nikaidu or whatever. They, yeah, they just go around hunting these, you know, wizards or whatever, magic users. And basically, yeah, he's just trying to see if they, he can get some answers about his past. And yeah, the show's just really weird. It's like really violent and over the top. Uh, it's really interesting though, because like the designs are really unique. It's, we have like a lizard headed guy, his companion, uh, definitely something about this anime. I would say the girls aren't like in other anime. They're not made to look, I don't know, they're not, they're not made to look like your typical anime. Like here, all the girls are thick. And by thick, I mean like you can tell they got some meat on their bones. Like Nikaidu, she's kind of like curvy, kind of like, like chubby a little bit. Um, there's these cleaners that are kind of like the secondary protagonists. You know, it gets weird because we focus on Kaiman and Nikaidu and their quest to try to hunt down magic users so Kaiman can get his memories back. But at the same time, we also follow this other team that they're a pair of cleaners from the magic world. And basically they wear like these creepy masks. Like one of them, he wears like a mask of like a, a like a literal beating heart. And like his companions, this girl, and she's like this Amazonian, like six foot 10, like 300 pound, like muscle lady, like super hot, but like super like buff and scary. And she wears like a weird gimp mask. And so it's kind of weird because we follow the adventures of both Kaiman and his partner trying to, you know, get his memories back. But then we also follow these cleaners who are tasked with, like killing Kaiman, I guess, and other like residents of Hole. And so it's just this, it's just this very strange, like it's kind of hard to describe. But yeah, it's just this really weird, like actiony horror comedy fantasy show that's like really surreal and over the top. And I watched four episodes so far. I don't really know what to think. It's just very strange, but it is definitely interesting. Like there's definitely some lore there that you know you slowly unpack as you're watching the show. It definitely takes place in an interesting universe, you know, because you kind of want to know, okay, you know, why are these slums? What's up with the magic users? Why do they, why do they look down on people from Hole so much? Uh, you know, what is the story behind Kaiman and 
don't know. It really is interesting. There is like an interesting universe and lore, and the characters are interesting because, like I said, they're not your typical characters that you follow in anime. Like the girls are basically like huge Amazonians. We got a big lizard-headed guy. Even the guy that's paired with uh, the other cleaner. Like he, when he takes off his mask, he's like this blonde, like pretty boy almost. But he doesn't act like a pretty boy. Like he just dresses like in regular street clothes and like I don't know. It's really weird to describe. But trust me, it's a very interesting series. I really want to know what's going to happen as it keeps going. And once again, it's called Dora Hidoro. I think that's how you pronounce it. And yeah, if you get your hands on this anime, I would say check it out. It is definitely a very different anime from your typical thing. And it just feels very like mature, like bloody and like has like weird concepts and stuff to it. You know, like it mixes like comedy with horror and stuff. So I would definitely say keep an eye out for it. Pretty unique anime. So there you go. Alrighty guys, with anime out of the way, the only other thing I really did this week, because like I said, I was pretty busy, is I checked out two games, you know, over on my Xbox One X. Uh, one thing that I checked out, you know, thanks to like this Game Pass or whatever, is that they added Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, you know, as a digital, you know, thing you can play or whatever, for free with the Game Pass. And so sure enough, I tried it out. And yeah, you know, I gotta admit, I never finished the one on the Switch, because I got pretty far in... I want to say I got like, I was pretty far in. I think I got into like 70% of the map done. But then I was like, oh, you know, um, I guess I'm going to wait for some of these updates. And because the updates for the Switch version took forever, you know, like the patches to fix things, I kind of fell off the game and got distracted with other stuff. But uh, over on the Xbox One X, since adding this to Game Pass, and since I've always heard that it's a better version than the Switch one anyway, I decided to, you know, try it out, play through it again or whatever. Hopefully this time, maybe I'll even get farther than last time. And all I can really say is that I continue to really enjoy Bloodstained. I think it is a very, really well put together uh, spiritual successor to Castlevania. So I really enjoy that part. And also, I would say that, yeah, on Xbox One X, it definitely runs, like, way better. You know? Like, while I don't think the Switch one is bad by any means, I still thought it was fine. You know, I'm not really too much of, like, a, a picky, you know, gamer or whatever. I can still tell that the Xbox One X one ran a little better, you know, like the load times were like way shorter and I don't know, it just felt better. It felt more smooth and stuff, you know? So all I can really say is, you know, I'm, I'm replaying through the game. I'm hoping that maybe this time I really will beat it, you know, on the Xbox. And I would say that if you have an Xbox, I would say either play through Game Pass or try the game out because it's definitely really fun, really awesome put together, you know, spiritual successor to Castlevania. So I enjoy the game and I recommend it, you know. So there you go. Uh, as for the second game that I played, it was also another one of these, you know, Xbox One X Game Pass sort of titles. And it was a game I had heard about quite a while ago, actually, for the Switch. And I'm actually talking about uh, Yuko's Island Express, and I didn't play too much of the game, you know, it was one of those things I played today, earlier, before jumping onto the podcast, only got to play it for a little bit, but I really enjoyed it, I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, basically, for, for anyone who doesn't know, Yuko's Island Express is, like, this really interesting mix between platformer and, like, a pinball game, where basically you play as this little bug, and, you know, kind of think of, like, a, uh, dung beetle, you know how dung beetles, they, like, you know, push little balls of dung around and like that's kind of like their mission in life they're just like, like rolling the little dung ball around everywhere they go uh, in this game he plays a little bug called yuko and he has like this little orb you know and basically what you do is they use the little orb almost like a pinball and yeah you just 
you know, you platform and you do pinball stuff all over the screen and you go through levels and stuff. And from what I played, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really creative. I thought the music was really cool. I liked the little character designs up there really cute. And the gameplay was fun, you know, and a mix between pinball and platforming. Never really thought I'd see it. You know, it's definitely something new, but I think the game pulls it off really well. So yeah, I know I'm kind of like the party. I know a lot of people by this point, they've probably played on Switch or whatever else. But I would say, you know, if you haven't tried it out, I think give it a shot. I think it's a really fun game from what I've played of it. And all I can say is that I really look forward to playing more of it because it's definitely a really charming little game. And I'm really glad that I ran across it on the Game Pass. So there you go. Alrighty guys, and that basically does it for my week. As I had said earlier, you know, I was pretty busy, so I didn't really have time to really consume a lot of media, like, you know, new anime or movies or, you know, any of that stuff. But, uh, you know, hopefully next week I'll be a little more relaxed and I'll have time to, you know, watch more stuff. But it is for it is what it is for now. So, you know, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, transferring over to the news. Uh, one big news story. It's actually kind of like a two-parter. Uh, I don't know how, if you guys know about Platinum Games. I feel like I have mentioned them before. You know, Platinum Games is this awesome studio that they've made stuff like Bayonetta. They've made stuff like Nier Automata. They've made stuff like Mad world if you've ever played that little interesting gem for the wii like they've made all sorts of really hype games over the years and sure enough platinum is in the news you know this this week because it looks like there's some pretty big stuff happening with the studio so uh going off to like the first story as the title of the article says platinum games launches platinum 4 teaser website and so yeah sure enough platinum games you know, uh, that we knew of before the story, we know that they're working on Bayonetta 3. We know that they're working on this game called uh, Babylon Falls, I think. And it had been rumored that they might be working on like some sort of a new Nier project uh, with the director Yoko Taro, who made the Drakengard and Nier series. It had been rumored that they might be working on some sort of a new project, you know, having to do with him. Uh, however, you know, they really surprised people when, you know, earlier this week, they released this website that, yeah, it says Platinum 4, and it has, like, these four spots, and it says that there's going to be news coming soon about, I guess, like, four big announcements happening with the company. And so that was really exciting. You know, people are wondering, uh, is it going to be remasters? Is it going to be new games coming up? Uh, one of the things people are looking forward to. There's this game called Scalebound that seemed really interesting and it was going to be a Microsoft exclusive, but it ended up getting canceled. So yeah, you know, people are wondering, oh man, could it be that maybe like Scalebound is coming back? You know, like what's the deal? And so that's the first part of the news story. Now jumping over to the next part of the news story, uh, one of the things from the Platinum 4 that was revealed is that apparently the Wonderful 101 is getting a remastered version uh, if it meets its Kickstarter campaign. So, you know, basically the way Kickstarter works, you know, if, in case anybody doesn't know, I think I've mentioned it before. Basically, you know, it's a crowdfunding sort of thing. A creator goes on Kickstarter, says, hey, here's the project I want to make. Here's how much I need. Here's the time limit. And if you guys donate, you guys get different prizes. So for like a video game, you know, project sort of thing, usually the most common thing is, you know, if you pay a certain amount, you get a digital copy of the game. Uh, if you pay like a, a little bit more, you get a physical copy. 
if you pay more than that, you know, you start getting prizes and, you know, t-shirts and like that sort of thing. Maybe the chance to like be in the game's credits, you know, stuff like that. And uh, sure enough, uh, The Wonderful 101... Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's this really cool game by Platinum. Uh, it released for the Wii U and sold really bad. Because, I don't know, I mean, stuff on the Wii U just in general sold really bad. And I guess there wasn't, like, enough marketing for it, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, luckily, you know, like, The Wonderful 101 is a really cool game. Uh, it very much feels like a trigger anime where you start, you know, like, basically, like, here. And it just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating as you keep going. Basically, the story is about these individuals that when they uh transform each of them has a different weapon associated with their color and when they all team up you can actually like transform everybody into the weapon so if you have wonder red as the leader for instance his uh weapon is a fist and so you collect all of your team members and they all morph together into the fist to fight like giant alien monsters uh same thing you know if you switch to wonder blue uh his weapon is a sword it's the same thing you know you unite all your team members they turn into the sword they morph into it and you're using the sword to cut down like huge enemy spaceships and stuff so it's just like a really fun game where compared to other games where you're like trying to control the crowd and break them down here you are the crowd and basically you know you're giving enemies like a big old beating and stuff so it's really fun uh yeah as of the time of recording this the kickstarter definitely met its goal they were asking for forty nine thousand three hundred and fifty four dollars and as of right now with 27 days to go it's already at one million four hundred and fifty seven thousand three hundred and sixty dollars collected so it more than enough you know made its goal that's pretty cool uh the website you know the kickstarter if you read it it says that the game should be shipping april 2020 so it seems like that's really soon it seems like basically it's not so much about you know uh them being worried about needing the money to make the game it seems like it has to do more with just wanting to see if people are interested you know so yeah i don't know i'm just excited i think it's awesome like i said the wonderful 101 i would look up gameplay and stuff of it because it's definitely like a really fun really cool story and cool gameplay and cool designs and stuff and it's one of those things where it's a shame they just sold really badly on the wii u but yeah thanks to this kickstarter not only is it getting remastered but you know it's coming to all these consoles it's coming to switch ps4 and pc so I think that's really cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to, you know, um, once it gets closer to the uh, end date, you know, once I get paid or whatever, I'm for sure going to probably donate enough to get like a physical copy. I think that'd be awesome. And yeah, I mean, if you guys are fans of platinum games or just, you know, Nintendo stuff in general, stuff that has like a cool Nintendo feel to it, I would back this game. You know, I would keep an eye out for it. And yeah, you know, I'm just really excited. And I guess tying back to the first story, uh, yeah, so if this is Platinum's first announcement that, you know, this game that people thought was dead is getting a remaster, then yeah, people are definitely excited to see what the other three announcements will be. So I'm excited. Like I said, I don't know if you guys are into Platinum games. I don't know if you guys are excited. But if you guys are excited, look forward to it. I know I am. Let's move on. Alrighty guys, jumping over to the world of movie news. This is a weird one. I mean, like, I, it makes sense, but at the same time, I'm just not really sure where they're taking the franchise. It just sounds really weird. But uh, as the title of the article states, Indiana Jones 5 is definitely not a reboot. And this says in parentheses, despite rewrites. 
So, yeah, I mean, for anyone who's been paying attention, you know, uh, Indiana Jones, the fourth movie did not do very well. What was it called? Um, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, right? I think that's what it was called. But, yeah, it didn't end up doing too well. Basically, people thought that, like, the story was ridiculous. People didn't really like the way that it seemed like they were trying to pass the torch along to uh, Shia LaBeouf. They thought that was kind of, like, handled poorly or whatever. And so, yeah, once that movie came out and it didn't do good, you know, everyone was wondering what's going to happen with this series. And a lot of people thought that, okay, you know, most likely, since Harrison Ford is pretty old, I mean, it even says it in the article, I think he's, like, turning 70, 78. Since he's pretty old, I mean, he can't be Indiana Jones forever. So are they going to, you know, just retire the series? Are they going to, you know, recast indiana jones with a younger actor you know what's gonna happen and i guess earlier this week uh kathleen kennedy who's the head of lucasfilms you know she she apparently announced that this is not a reboot it's apparently a continuation and that yeah for the time being harrison ford will continue to play indiana jones and it's like i said on the one side that's good because, yeah, you know, him getting replaced with somebody else would be kind of weird. He's the one who's made the character so iconic. So him continuing is kind of cool. But at the same time, I mean, the dude is really old. And it's obvious he can't do this forever. So I just feel like it's so weird bringing him back for a fifth movie. When already in the fourth one, he was like all slow and awkward. And you can tell he didn't really want to be on set and stuff. So, yeah, I'm just wondering what they're planning to do with the movie. You know, um, I would think that... Maybe this is going to be like the last movie that's going to send him off, you know, because it seemed like the fourth one was going to do that. But like I said, I guess since it went so badly, maybe this will be the one where they're like, okay, you know, this is Indiana Jones's last ride. And maybe after this one, they'll reboot it sometime in the future. But I don't know. For now, if you're interested in Indiana Jones, there is a, f- a fifth movie coming out soon. You know, it says here that they haven't started filming it or anything yet. But I don't know. I mean, if you look forward to another movie with... uh Harrison Ford in the title role, I guess it's coming soon enough, so I don't know, there you go, I guess, I mean, whoever's excited for it, more power to you, so. Alrighty, continuing with movie news, and continuing with the thread of movies that I'm not sure what they're doing with the franchise, uh, yeah, as the title of the article states, Fast and Furious 9 trailer confirms John Cena's character reveals han returns now i don't know how many of you follow the fast and the furious franchise honestly i know a lot of people like i don't know some people love the series some people like hate it but at the same time they watch it because they want to see where it's going that sort of thing some people ignore it completely but yeah the fast and the furious as it progresses it continues to get more and more ridiculous and as of the trailer for this ninth one like i feel like we have gone into like total anime territory where yeah in the trailer they show that apparently dom you know the main character played by vin diesel apparently he has a long lost brother who we've never heard we've never heard about this brother before and his brother is played by john cena and not only is that ridiculous like just long lost brother coming out of nowhere for revenge but the reason that people say that it feels like a total anime is that, you know, in media, it's very common to have the idea of a red oni and a blue oni. Basically, the red oni, they're like the hot-headed, passionate. Usually, you know, they do wear red or they have like a red motif. And, you know, they're more about like, you know, following their heart and courage and all sorts of stuff like that. And opposite them, their foil is the blue oni, who's more 
you know, calm and calculated. Usually they're very cold blooded. Uh, they're, they're more about like intellect and planning and being manipulative. And usually, you know, their motif is blue and usually they like wear blue. And like a common example of this, for instance, is in, uh, the Devil May Cry franchise. Our main hero, Dante, always wears red and he's this total goofball who loves fighting and he loves being silly and eating pizza and hating on women, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, his arch nemesis in the series is his twin brother, Virgil, who not only does he wear blue, but, you know, sure enough, uh, while Dante uses guns, mostly Virgil uses a katana and he's always like really smart and quiet and like cold and manipulative, all that stuff. And people are laughing because in the trailer for this Fast and the Furious 9 movie, sure enough, uh, John Cena appears driving a blue car. So people are just going wild with it. They're laughing. Basically, you know, it feels like Fast and the Furious has crossed over into anime territory. And so, yeah, it basically feels like we're watching an anime where Dom is the Dante and John Cena's new character is the Virgil. And people are already wondering if they're going to fight like shirtless in the rain. They're wondering if, you know, I don't know. They're just like making fun of it. And I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. And uh, another thing that makes it an anime, so to speak, is that, yeah, there was this character named Han that, you know, he's been part of the series at several points. And he's this, like, friend of, like, the crew that he dies during, like, Tokyo Drift or whatever. Except that, no, apparently he didn't die because in the newest trailer, they show that he just shows up and he's alive with, like, no explanation. And so, like, that's really stupid. Apparently, character deaths mean nothing in this universe. You know, same as a lot of, an an a lot of anime and stuff. So, I don't know. People are laughing. People are making fun of this. I don't blame them. I think it is hilarious. Uh, the only difference is, well, I know a lot of people have gotten mad about how stupid the Fast and the Furious franchise has gotten. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, you know, they jumped the shark. And I'm hoping they eventually go back to, like, normal and tone things down. I don't know about you guys. But for me, I feel like they jumped the shark so long ago that I never want to see the shark again. You know what I mean? I just want this series to continue to get more and more stupid and absurd. You know, like honestly, before the series is over, I want to see them go to space. I want to see them cross over with the Transformers. I want to see them cross over with Jurassic Park. And screw it, you know, since Universal owns Fast and the Furious, and since Universal couldn't make their dark universe with, like, the mummy and stuff, screw it. The next, you know, the, the monster movies, it should be the Fast and the Furious crew versus different monsters. I'm talking, you know, I want to get a Fast and the Furious versus Dracula. Fast and the Furious versus the mummy. Fast and the Furious versus the Wolfman. Screw it. Go as stupid as possible. I want to see it you know, go there is what I say. But yeah, guys, I don't know. I just feel like sharing that because, oh man, it's just crazy seeing how ridiculous this series has gotten. In the first movie, it was all about, it was all about them stealing like DVD players, I think. Not even like good DVD players. I think it was like DVD players connected to like big old tube CTTVs or whatever. And now, you know, in this ninth movie, it's all about a guy fighting his super intelligent assassin you know sports race car driver brother you know and they're doing stunts where they're jumping off of cliffs and using hook shots and stuff so i don't know man it's just really funny to see how 
craziest series has gotten. And like I said, when it comes to me, I hope it gets stupider. You know, I really hope it does. So there you go. Alrighty, guys, shifting gears a little bit to something that hopefully doesn't sound as ridiculous. I think it actually sounds like a pretty good idea, honestly. Uh, if you guys remember, not too long ago, I actually covered a news story that even though Doctor Strange 2 was announced and was said to be like a horror movie, you know, not too long ago, they said, like, no, it's not really going to be a horror movie, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I guess like the director that was slated to direct the movie, he stepped down because those creative differences, that sort of thing. And if you guys remember it, I was actually pretty bummed about that because, you know, Doctor Strange being a horror movie and having that like Lovecraftian title, that really got me excited. And I was really interested to see, you know, where they could go with all this. And so, yeah, I was pretty bummed because, you know, director left, you know, the genre is apparently not going to be horror, blah, blah, blah. You know, it sounds like the movie's changing a lot. But, you know, we got this new, this new news story that does give me hope that maybe the movie will be interesting after all. You know, um, as the title of the article states, Doctor Strange 2, Sam Raimi in talks to direct. So that's right. I don't know how many of you know, but Sam Raimi, I mean, this guy is an awesome, you know, film director. Uh, he's responsible for the Evil Dead franchise. You know, like the one with the like, Ash Williams guy with the chainsaw hand, you know, fighting monsters with his boomstick and, you know, revving up his chainsaw and saying groovy. That was Sam Raimi. Not only that, but Sam Raimi is also known for a little superhero trilogy called Spider-Man. That's right. He's the one who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy with uh, Tobey Maguire. So I don't know about you guys, but hearing that Sam Raimi might direct the movie, and it seems like it's like really, really possible. I think that's really cool because, you know, I think that, you know, he does have experience with horror. Uh, he's a really talented film director who definitely has like, an interesting style. And I mean, he has done superhero movies before. Like that first trilogy... People really enjoyed that Spider-Man trilogy, you know, with Tobey Maguire and stuff. So hearing that he might come back to do the superhero movie. And like I said, the fact that he has like this background in horror, I think that's really exciting. And, you know, it hasn't been confirmed quite yet. But, you know, if you read the article, it seems like he has a pretty good shot of making it as director. And if you look up just other stuff related to this article, you know, different people are talking about why they think it's a good idea. Uh... The guy who stepped down, he's actually saying that he would totally support Sam Raimi if he did it. He thinks he, like, the same thing. He thinks Sam Raimi's a good, a good pick or whatever. And so, I don't know. I think that's pretty exciting. I think that if anyone can make the movie interesting again and maybe, you know, put it back in a good direction of it maybe having, like, horror and being Lovecraftian and, I don't know, just being, like, interesting and having, like, an interesting aesthetic going on, then I think Sam Raimi can definitely do it. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. And same thing, if you're a fan of Sam Raimi, I would say keep an eye out for it. And, you know, fingers crossed that hopefully he is chosen as the director. So there you go. Alrighty, really quickly, this one's a really quick news story, but it is a bit of a update to a new story I said yeah, it was just last week, I guess. But yeah, last week or maybe even the week before, I forget, I covered a news story about how Mr. Peanut had died. Uh, that's the mascot for, you know, the planters peanuts or whatever. 
apparently he died and you know everyone said that it seemed to be some sort of a big stunt and that maybe during the super bowl there would be like a follow-up commercial that would explain you know why they killed him off and sure enough during the super bowl there was this commercial that basically it shows that you know everyone's at mr peanut's funeral everyone's sad uh the kool-aid man for whatever reason he cries on mr peanut's grave and suddenly, you know, this plant starts sprouting from Mr. Peanut's grave. And out of Mr. Peanut's grave, we get this little baby peanut. And I guess that's their new mascot. And yeah, they call him Baby Nut. So yeah, it's definitely weird. Basically, they killed off their beloved mascot of 104 years for what many people feel is kind of a ripoff of Baby Yoda, you know? A lot of people feel like they're just trying to capitalize on the whole, you know, Baby Yoda thing and, oh, let's make it a cute peanut, I guess, and he can be like the new mascot, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, a lot of people are weirded out. You know, people feel like it's just like a really weird gimmick. And a lot of people, honestly, they're weirded out by the name Baby Nut. A lot of people are saying if a baby nut is like the ejaculate that eventually becomes a baby, you know, like when you impregnate somebody. So I don't know, people were running with that. That was like a whole weird thing. And yeah, not much of a news story, but just as a follow-up, they killed off their mascot for a gimmick that, I don't know, a lot of people seem to be kind of weirded out by. So probably not a good move, but we'll see how it goes in the future, I guess. So there you go. Alrighty, finally my last news story is one that I'm pretty excited for because as the title of the article states, Castlevania Season 3 whips over to Netflix on March 5th. So that's right, if anyone's followed my channel for a while, you'll know that I've been very excited for the Castlevania series. I've really enjoyed it so far, you know. Basically, as soon as each of the seasons has, you know, hit Netflix, I've basically, like, live-tweeted both of them. You know, like, I've stayed up tweeting about different moments, that sort of thing. I've done a review for each of them, you know, you can go check them out on my channel, that sort of thing. And yeah, so hearing that there's gonna be a season three, that's exciting. And it doesn't say too much. All it says is that it's coming on March 5th and that basically it's going to follow 1989's Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse. Now, I've actually never played that game. There's a lot of like the more old school Castlevania games I actually haven't played. A lot of them were just kind of hard to find or hard to play. You know, they're really difficult. But uh, that sounds exciting. Um, from the poster... It definitely shows that Trevor Belmont, Sypha, and Alucard are making a return. Uh, likewise, the two guys that worked for Dracula last season, the two humans, uh, Hector and Isaac, it looks like they're going to play a big part. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I'm not too familiar with the story. But yeah, from what I hear, it's just supposed to be our main trio up against these guys that work for Dracula. They're going to play a big part. And I think it just has to do with someone that, like, once Dracula's gone, I think this person either, like, tries to, like, take over or their mission is to try to, like, revive Dracula, you know, as many of the antagonists do. Like, I'm actually not too sure, but I'm excited. The show has been really good so far. They've really found a way to have a good animation, voice acting, really stretch out the story from the games in, like, a really satisfying way. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that it comes really soon. And yeah, guys, like I've said with many other things during this podcast, if you're excited and you look forward to it, keep an eye out for it. And, you know, hopefully it's good. Hopefully the show continues to be good. And hopefully we continue to get many more seasons, you know, where they continue to follow the story. Because I think that would be really cool. So there you go.
Alrighty, guys, and with that being said, that brings us to the end of another Newsweek. As usual, hopefully it was something you guys found interesting, entertaining, informative, that sort of thing. Uh, personally, I really enjoyed this Newsweek. I thought that there was a lot of stuff that I'm really interested in and I'm really looking forward to. You know, like there's like the Platinum News. There's, you know, Castlevania. Uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of interested in the Indiana Jones 5 just to see if it's a total trash fire, you know, that sort of thing. So I don't know. I mean, if you guys, as I said are interested then you know keep an eye out for all that stuff as it develops and yeah transferring over to the content creator spotlight uh similar to last week i'm gonna do something a little bit different uh this week for instance instead of covering a youtube channel or really an individual instead i'm gonna be covering i mean i guess you can say a game that's in development that's probably what i would call it you know uh i am of course talking about as they call themselves, Peach Leaf Pirates. And Peach Leaf Pirates, you know, in the in the description below, I'm going to link their Twitter. Though I believe they also have like a Reddit and stuff. But I'm going to link their Twitter. You know, that's where I'm mostly following them. And that's where it seems like they have the most content, I think. But yeah, basically Peach Leaf Pirates, uh, it's this account over on Twitter uh, about this game that's getting made that, as they describe themselves, Peach Leaf Pirates is an upcoming single-player pixel art RPG with form sim and point-and-click elements. Uh, like, I believe this might have been over on their Reddit, but I think that they said that they're heavily influenced by the Monkey Island series and by Stardew Valley. Which I think that's a pretty interesting combination, you know? And sure enough, you know, if you look at their Twitter, uh, they're from Denmark. They joined August 29th. And they don't have, like, a huge amount of posts or anything. But I just really like their account because basically it's all sorts of pixel art of just different things going on in their game. Uh, you know, like, there's one where it shows, like, these goblins and they're playing music. And that looks really cute. There's one where it shows, I guess it's the main character, and he's basically walking around in an environment, and similar to, like, Stardew Valley, he's building stuff and crafting, and he's, like, cutting down weeds and stuff. I think that looks really cool. And, yeah, there's just a picture, you know, near the end where it's just, like, these characters sitting at a table, and they're just playing poker. And, like, the animation and Pixar just looks really good. So I think that's really cool. But, yeah, I just want to share them for the content creator spotlight. Because I think the fact that they're making this little game and that it looks like so good already and that it sounds interesting, you know, being based off of point and click adventures like Monkey Island, but farm sims like Stardew Valley, I think that sounds really cool. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that if you're into either of those series or if you're just into supporting, you know, indie games in general, then I would say, you know, follow these guys and give them your support, you know? Like, I'm definitely excited for more updates, and I'm really hoping that this game really does get made. So, I don't know. Like I said, it's a bit different. But yeah, my content creator spotlight this week is Peach Leaf Pirates. It's an account that shows off, you know, their little video game in progress. And as always, you know, feel free to follow them on Twitter or Reddit, I guess. Like their posts, comment, that sort of thing. And if you do, you know, let them know that Wannabe Reviewer sent you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I just wish them the best. I hope that their game continues and it does eventually come out. And with that being said, you know, there you go. Alrighty, guys. And with that being said, that brings us to the end of another podcast. That is one more in the bag. 
Uh, hopefully you guys got something out of this podcast, whether it was me introducing you to this Peach Leaf Pirates, you know, video game that's in development, or it was me talking about the different news stories, or it was me, you know, talking about that anime Doro Hidoro, which is a like, super weird. I mean, hopefully there's something you guys got out of the podcast. So, you know, there you go. And I just want to say that if it looks like I've been a little slow on content over on my channel... Uh, yeah, basically what happened is I feel like 2020 is just like a big year of change, not only like in my life, you know, there's some stuff going on, but definitely on my channel. And yeah, I mean, not only am I trying to like, you know, mix things up with like the new format, but I actually found somebody on Reddit who's trying to give me tips on how to like really change things up on the channel, hopefully for the better to like really drawing viewers and like that sort of thing. And, you know, this person's been giving me tips, you know, everything from, like, when I should say, everything from, like, when I should ask people to subscribe to me, to, you know, how he thinks I should separate my content, you know, on my channel, and just all sorts of things, you know. And so, if, if I've been a little bit slow on content, it has been because, you know, not only have I been busy with my life, but I'm also trying to, like, you know look into these tips that this person's giving me and maybe trying to put them to practice you know so this upcoming week you know on wednesday hopefully there will be some sort of video i do want it to be bojack horseman related but you know if i end up not getting to it you'll know why it might be because i'm still trying to like shake things up on a channel that sort of thing but you know all the same thank you guys for you know following me and being patient really appreciate it really love you guys and besides that, I just wanted to say that over on twitch.tv slash wannabe reviewer, I think I might stream on Saturday, you know? There's definitely a few things I want to stream. Maybe I'll stream uh, Bloodstained if I can get to, like, a part that I hadn't shown before on stream. Maybe I'll stream a little bit of Pokemon. You know, there's still a gym that I was about to challenge, that sort of thing. So, yeah, keep an eye out on Saturday. I might stream, so, you know, keep an eye out. And with that being said, I think that's basically all there is to say. Uh, I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. I will try my best to be back here next week for episode number 67. And yeah, my name is Wanna Be Reviewer, and I will see you guys next time.